Good morning, and welcome to worship. Yeah, I woke you up, right? Um, and welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. It's a joy to see all of you gathered here today for worship, uh, and especially know that there are brothers and sisters in Christ who are joining us online today. If you could take your, a moment and register your attendance in the pew pad at the edge of your pew and place it in the offering plate later in the service, we would appreciate that. Also, if you're worshiping online, if you would comment so we could know who's worshiping with us, we would appreciate that as well. You may have noticed a rosebud on the altar. That is in celebration of the birth of Sadie Brooke Edwards. Grandparents, Debbie and Chris Edwards, parents, Ryan and Madison Edwards. Also, an announcement uh, for our children's department. Please remember that the Fall Festival is coming up on the 25th of this month. Uh, Catherine needs candy and cupcakes and volunteers. And you can learn more about that at the table in the Chestnut Street lobby. Also, this week, Tuesday, Robbie's of Fayette uh, Women's Clothing Boutique will be here in the gathering room from 10 to 3 with a trunk show. 25% of all purchases that day will go to support our children's ministry. Let us prepare ourselves for worship with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the warmth of this place and the warmth of your love. Fill us with that love to overflowing and meet us in this sacred time of worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And I'm sorry, Benny. That's my bad. And now we will have a word from Eric Wright about our generosity campaign. All right, I'm back. Uh, so we're in the middle of generosity, new beginnings, and our theme this week is witness. All that we do in discipleship is a witness for what Jesus can do. Today, you're asked to pray over the question, my ministry at First United Methodist is a witness for what God can do. This question invites us to pause and think how our prayers, presence, gifts, and service are a witness to others. Prayer cards can be found in the envelope holders in the back of your pew or the ends of your pew. You're invited to respond to the question, placing it on the communion rail at the end of the service or in the interactive prayer station out in the Chestnut Lobby. I'd encourage you to visit the prayer station today or later this week if you're at the church to see the prayer response from others at our church. You should have received your 2024 estimate of giving by now. This estimate helps us better prepare for 2024 and marks your commitment to the church for the coming year. If you have not received your card or have questions about it, please contact the church office or church staff. I hope you're praying about how you can be or how you are being led to live into discipleship for the coming year, not only in giving, but in all aspects of discipleship. You can turn in your cards to the church office or through the offering plate any time during the month. As the prophet proclaimed to the Lord, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God is doing new things at Gazin First United Methodist Church, and you're invited to be a witness for it.
Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. may be seated. As we move to our time of offering this morning, just a word about the offertory piece that Benny will play. It is in honor of James McSpadden, which was a mentor of Benny's and a beloved organist uh, in this community and a beloved teacher as well. He passed away nine years ago today. Let us pray as we bless the offering. God, you are forever faithful, and you are the giver of every good and perfect gift, and we thank you for the gifts you've given us, and out of those gifts, we return to you, asking that you bless our tithes and offerings, guide us in their use, so that you might be receive the glory, and so your kingdom may come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with burdens on our hearts. We carry those for uh, many around us who are sick and hurting, for the nation of Israel, for the concerns of our neighbors, for our community, our nation, and our world. We pray that your healing be with all those needs and that your Holy Spirit would be evident. We pray, God, also that you be with our needs in our lives and that you help us to grow as your faithful disciples. Forgive us when we sin and mess up and help us to live a life which more reflects your love and your grace. This we ask in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Catherine. Our hymn of preparation is hymn number 98. To God be the glory through Fanny Simmons.
In the past few years, we've started broadcasting our services, and so I've had to learn more than I really ever wanted to about video cameras and uh, live streaming and all the various programs and apps that go into that to make that uh, possible each week.
mean, for me, um, being called back to children's ministry for several years, I was here on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings teaching Sunday school and Bible buddies. But as my children grew, I grew with them and moved on to youth. The last few years, um, I have enjoyed some quiet time at home on Wednesday nights, but really felt the need to come back. I felt that call on my heart. So on Wednesday nights, I'm here. Um, I'm enjoying seeing the new things that Catherine is bringing into the program, coming together for one worship before we break out into our age groups, and all the fun new things that technology brings us to the kids' worship, but also the the, um, new ways to presenting the same old lessons. I grew up in a very conservative church, and I never felt like it was for me. The church didn't treat women as equals, just servants to men. I stopped going as soon as I was married and didn't have to go anymore. I took a few years off from church, but after I became a mom, I wanted church for my child. I knew from attending public school that kids actually liked going to church, and they had good friends because of that. I didn't visit very many churches before I found this place. So thankful to be here after all of these years. I went from not wanting to be there at all to what are we going to do next? Love, kindness, and grace are all found here. that we're very much involved with various uh, nonprofit groups in town. The Community Free Clinic, um, they're wonderful. Before, um, we, we had several different shelter homes that we assisted and worked with. And it's just been a joy to, to do this, to become involved. Um, I love my time working with the United Women in Faith group and their luncheons, uh, getting to meet the women, to hear the speakers. So- I feel like my ministry uh, really is an example of what you can do just uh, if you show up and come with an open heart and uh, a willingness to help. I think just um, looking for ways to plug in, God's going to to open those doors for you so that you can uh, be a part of what's going on. If, if you come with a, an authentic and um, humble perspective where you're just willing to do whatever, um, I feel like God's blessed me in my ability to, to just plug in and find some opportunities there from that perspective. There are new and exciting things happening every day in the children's ministry. God is leading me to do more and to be more than I ever thought that I could be. As a teacher and a leader, I know that I'm planting seeds of faith in their hearts, and I know that God will use any simple action or simple simple conversation with a child that will take root and begin to grow a faith that will last throughout their lifetime. That is a witness from some of your brothers and sisters in Christ when asked the question how their ministry is a witness for the Lord. 
you are invited to answer the same question. In the pews, and I'm sorry, choir, next week I'll have you prayer cards. I just realized we hadn't had prayer cards up there. Um, there are prayer cards in the pew in front of you at the offering, where the offering envelopes are kept. And there is the question, my ministry at Gadsden First UMC is a witness for what God can do, dot, dot, dot. You're invited to hold this prayer card in your heart and mind and prayers as we go to God's word today to answer that. You may place it on the communion rail during the last hymn or after the service or at the interactive prayer station in the Chestnut Street lobby after worship. So today we continue our generosity emphasis going through the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. We're looking at a few verses each week as we explore new beginnings in our lives and in the life of First United Methodist Church. If you have not been studying Isaiah 43, I encourage you to do so because we're spending a great deal of time in this chapter and I believe that your time with the sermon series will be enriched by your study. So if you haven't been with us the last two weeks, let me take a moment and recap where we've been. So the Israelites were reaping what was sown in their disobedience. They had turned their back on God, and because of that, they were experiencing judgment and trial. But God made a promise, which we read in the 43rd chapter of Isaiah, that he will bring his people back. They shall return. And in that promise, they had hope. The next week, we looked at God's presence with them as they were on an adventure with God. Coming back to Jerusalem was not going to be easy. The Israelites were going to have to rebuild. But God gave them a message through the prophet, Do not fear, I am with you. And God is with us as we follow the Lord in our journey of faith. And today we look at our witness. The prophet said that God's children would be a witness to God because God would redeem them and deliver them. They would be a witness to all the mighty acts of God. And as we're called to ministry, we're witnesses to the mighty acts of God. We who have known God's salvation and redemption can testify to what the Lord can do. I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. And we're going to start with verse 8 and read through 13 and then move to our emphasis verse, which is 19. Hear the good news. Bring forth the people who are blind, yet have eyes, who are deaf, yet have ears. Let all nations gather together and let the people assemble. Who among them declared this and foretold us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to justify them. And let them hear and say, it is true. You are my witnesses, says the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed. 
When there was no strange God among you, and you were my witnesses, said the Lord, I am God, and also henceforth I am he. And there is no one who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can hinder it? And then continuing with verse 19. I am about to do a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may our worship be a witness. And may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Like it or not, we who call ourselves by the name of Christ, everything that we do is a witness. Everything that we do for the Lord and everything that we do not do is a witness. We typically think of witness as someone standing on the street corner and, and shouting about Jesus. But our witness is so much more. Francis of Assisi is attributed with the quote, Preach the gospel often, and as ne if necessary, use words. Our actions, our activity is a witness. Our words and what we do. Our prayers, presence, gifts, service are witness. And our lack of prayers, presence, gifts, and service is a witness. All that we do points the way to, to Jesus. It tells others about the Lord. In the scripture reading for today, Isaiah is saying those who were formerly blind and deaf to the work of the Lord now see, their false gods did nothing, but God will be the God who redeems them and saves them and brings them back. And their testimony will be a witness for what God can do. God is working among them and they will be able to tell the nations what God is capable of, of doing. They will be witnesses for the Lord their words will be a witness. When was the last time you used your words to tell someone about God's greatness? I'm afraid I don't do it often enough. I've shared with you before, just maybe last week, that it is easy for me to stand up here and preach to a sanctuary. I can preach to a sanctuary full of, of people and that doesn't bother me. But those one-on-one -on -one conversations, that testimony time of, of leading people in a relationship with Christ, that's more difficult for me. And I believe that's where Jesus is calling me to step up. I need to step up and allow my words to be a witness. When is the last time that your actions were a positive witness for the Lord? I try, but I always many times do not get it right. I fail and mess up. We're all sinners, and often our witness can be not the most positive witness. But I hope I'm trying to allow my actions to be a witness for the Lord. He has a lot of room to grow me. There are many places where I need to grow.
But we're all that way. We're all on a journey to be made more like Jesus. I've been thinking about it as I was writing this, like remodeling your home. Now, at the celebration service, this really resonated with the women in the congregation, and maybe it'll resonate with you. Have you ever purchased a new bedspread or a new throw pillow for your house, and you realize that with the new bedspread, you need new curtains or a new rug? And then when you get the new curtains and new rug, you realize maybe we should paint. Maybe we need new flooring. That light fixture doesn't look as good as it used to. And before you know it, you have a remodeled room. And then if your bedroom looks so good, shouldn't the guest bedroom look so good? Or the kitchen look nice? Or the dining room? And so on and so forth. And before you know it, it's all redone. Now, I don't say this to present kind of a daunting challenge. I say this because it's step by step. What starts is one thing that needs our attention grows to another and another. And before we know it, our home is more like a home. It's perfect. And in our life of discipleship, maybe there's an area of sin which needs to be addressed. Maybe we realize we need to study the Bible more or give more or serve more. And before we know it, there's another area and another area. And we end up being more like Jesus. It's a journey, kind of like what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3 when he said, not that I have already obtained this or already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made it his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. We are called to press on and to move forward in faith. Now, it isn't like an overwhelming, we've got to have a total makeover. It is one thing after another. One step leads to another step, leads to another step, and before we know it, we are more like Jesus. And that becomes a witness for what Jesus can do in our lives and in our world. So your ministry at Gadsden First is a witness, and it's how God is working in you and through you to bring a new thing, to bring change. The generosity emphasis at First United Methodist Church over the past few years has been an emphasis on finances, a stewardship campaign, and that's because it's uh, logistically what needs to be done. It's a practical matter. Just like with any nonprofit, and many of you are involved with nonprofits, we have to know what 2024 will bring us. We have to be prepared for what is ahead. To help the leadership and the staff know, we ask for an estimate of giving card. That's the practical side of it. But also, there is a deep spiritual side of it as well. Generosity is an important part of our spiritual health. Jesus talked about money often. 11 of his 39 parables deal with money. Greed is one of the seven deadly sins, 
that was mentioned by the church fathers. They knew it was a struggle. And money can be a barrier to loving God fully and loving our neighbor as self. To tithe and to move toward a tithe is a spiritual discipline that's been practiced by the church from the beginning. It's one that I practice and has grown my faith tremendously, and it is a practice in which I've received the most blessing. So for me, not to talk about the spiritual aspects of giving would be neglectful as a pastor. It's an important part of our stewardship. But it's also important to talk about all the other aspects of our stewardship because there are so many ways, so many talents, so many gifts, our time. We are a steward of many things in our lives. And when we make a commitment to join Christ's church, we commit our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. All of those are about growth and grace. So it may not be tackling them all at once, but just like with remodeling a home, we start where we are, and we move and we grow, and we step-by-step grow with Jesus. Your calling could be to step up in prayer for 2024. Maybe it's to have a dedicated prayer time each day. Maybe it's to pray through the church newsletter for events going on within the church, a dedicated devotion time. Perhaps it's to join an accountability group, such as the men at the well from this church who meet on Thursday mornings. Maybe God is leading you to grow in prayer. Maybe your stewardship could be through presence in worship. I was speaking with a church member uh, right after the celebration service today, and she said worship was her medicine. Maybe you need more medicine. Maybe it would be committing to attend church every time that you're not sick or out of town. Or maybe if you attend two times a month, start attending three times a month. Or if you're going to be out of town on weekends, attend Thursday night worship. I don't know what that looks like, but maybe God is asking you to step up and grow in worship. Or maybe it's service. Perhaps God is asking you to step up in service. The first place to begin is taking a spiritual gifts inventory. And you can do that. There's a QR code in the the weekly sheet, the calendar sheet. You can find a spiritual gifts inventory there or go to our church app, our website, or ask a staff member. We would be glad to help you. Or it may be just finding an area to serve. There are so many ways to serve, and you can find a list of all those areas on our church website and app. There are many ways for you to get involved. And I know some of you serve in ways beyond the local church. You can be a witness in your service outside of First United Methodist, and many of you are. Both are valid ways to serve the Lord and give witness. When Isaiah called the Israelites to give witness, he reminded them that they were living witnesses for God. Are you a living witness to God? Is all that you do, your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and witness, giving testimony to the Lord. Now, 
As I shared earlier, I believe God's calling me to step up and witness. And I think, I've been praying about it, I think that might mean me writing out my testimony and being ready to share when there is an opportunity. Be able to give that personal one-on-one witness. Realizing that that's an important part of a life in faith as well. Maybe you're stepping up in witnesses to pray for somebody who needs the love of Christ. Or maybe it's inviting someone to church or a Bible study or one of the programs that we have here at First United Methodist. There are a variety of ways that we can grow with God. It's not one path or one channel. There are so many ways that God invites us to be more like Jesus. And there are so many parts of our lives for which we have stewardship over. And all of these are about our journey of faith and how we share Jesus. And really, it's about how we live as Jesus in this world. And in the analogy of remodeling, we can start where we are, start to where God calls us, and we move from there, and we grow with Jesus, and we grow in faith. God is calling you, just like the Israelites, to be a living witness. To use yourself, as Paul said, to be a holy and living sacrifice for him. How will you step up? And how will you show Jesus? How do you feel God using your ministry to be a witness for him? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you. And we pray that you go with us. We know you're with us on this journey of faith. But we pray that you lead us so that others might know your saving power as we have known your saving power. May all that we do point to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
please know that if you have a prayer need in your life or would like to talk more about joining First United Methodist Church, either by baptism or profession of faith, I'll be available after the church service to talk with you. Also know that you're invited back next week as we talk about our gifts and how they're an investment, not only in this church, but for the kingdom of God. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace.